0: Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be your host today. It's a lovely Chico summer afternoon. I'm glad you have a chance to spend part of your day with me. I always like to talk something about taxes. I guess I've gone over this before, but I just wanted to start with As long as you are on extension, even if you owe some tax, the amount that you didn't pay by April 15 generates a half a percent per month of a penalty. And then there's interest at, uh, I believe the interest is at four. It might've gone up to 5% uh, starting July one, but That means that let's say you owe $1,000 and you're on extension and uh, you get it done at the end of June. Well, that's three months, so that's a percent and a half. So that's $15 of a penalty. And then the interest would be uh, if it's 5%, which it's probably going to go to for July. I'm not sure, but it's 4% now. So $1,000 times 4% is $40 per month per year. So per month, it's about $3.50. So you'll probably have about a $25 extra for every 1000 you owe, uh, which you know really isn't that large of an amount. But of course, you always want to pay in the proper tax by April 15 uh, when possible. But uh, some people don't get their tax numbers ready, and we base it on the year before. And so we have them pay in, in April, what we think they're going to owe, but... Sometimes that can end up being over what they owe or a little bit under what they owe. But uh, the main thing is this is what I call extension season, anything between April and October. Uh, That's why one of my favorite months of the year is November because October's over and the new year hasn't started yet. And that's always a good time for tax professionals like myself. That's always a good time to take a little time off because you gotta get ready for the next tax season. The software comes out for the next tax year around Thanksgiving time. Because that's when the you know the IRS has established all the new forms during this year for the for the 2022 tax year whatever the IRS has, any new forms or whatever. They usually try to get them out by November or December. Sometimes they don't actually get the form finalized until January. That's actually why they don't allow e-filing until late January normally because they're still working on all of their formulas and programs and forms and things like that. It's a very seasonal business. I've been doing it for over 40 years in one form or another, uh, 32 years on my own here on Mangrove Avenue. But another 10 before that, mainly learning the trade when I worked for my father's accounting office, which I've discussed before. It's an interesting job. I like it. I'm able to help a lot of people. I wish I could help more, but honestly, small office like mine can only handle so many and i did hear this year there was quite a few people would call me and ask if i was taking new clients because they couldn't find anybody that was taking new clients that kind of tells me something it probably tells me my fees need to be higher because i've got too many i've got too many clients which is basically not too many but i mean i've got so many that i can hardly do the work which tells me I probably need to do less and the way to do less would be to raise prices and let some of them go which is probably my my next phase my next phase of my work because I am well I'm not a spring chicken anymore I guess we could say but I'm staying in shape. I enjoy my desk job and it does make me have to get up and get up and move quite a bit because the older you get, number 1, the more you need to move. And number 2, I find the more sleep I need the older I get, so I guess that's normal. I never I never thought I'd get old, but I guess it happened. I'm not that old. I don't feel old. Feel the same as I did when I was about 20 uh, mentally, but that's just the way it goes. I'm sure you can relate to that. So business buzz, businesses, businesses are doing a lot better. Uh, Seems like the whole COVID thing is behind us now. The restaurants and bars seem crowded when I get a chance to go downtown, uh, pretty crowded. Lots of people walking around. I don't know if you've noticed, but the park seems to have a lot more people walking through ever since the cleanup of the tents and all that, which is not, uh, you know, that's a whole nother ball of wax. I won't get into all that, but it seems that ever since Ever since that happened, uh, the park has a lot more people walking through and I think everybody's enjoying the park a bit more. I hope the people who were living in the park have found a good solution. It's not an easy topic, it's not an easy thing to fix, and I, I understand that. I don't understand the exact solution, but I think with everybody working towards a solution, it'll probably, it'll probably improve and probably help those people better. They mainly just need help. They need understanding and sometimes they need medical help. They need financial help, obviously. And of course, you know, my overriding theme on Business Buzz is We're the richest country in the world with the most, uh, the most industrious people, smartest people. It's hard to believe that we're broke and in debt and teetering on the brink. Uh, It's really, really hard to believe. And I think there should be money for everybody. If, if the money was spent properly and wasn't basically stolen over the years and you you've heard that before from from me on business buzz i won't i won't get into that over and over but in my opinion this whole deficit debt thing is is really crazy kind of like that article i read a couple of weeks ago on business buzz when it was around memorial day and the guy said the last war that was justified was the war of 1812 and the rest are all foreign meddling foreign related wars that we had no business being involved in and that included the civil war so i'm just basically anti-war of course the interesting thing is i would say 95 percent of the people i know are peaceful anti-war don't want to steal money, uh, want to pay their fair share and do their honest day's work. So why is it that why is it that the people that run things have stolen all the money over the last 60 years? Why is that? That Because like I say, 95% of the people I know would never do any, anything like that. Now, maybe if they got into a position of power, they would do that. So that could be, that's part of the theory. But just generally, uh, it's hard to believe that our, you know, great country with all the resources we have, hard to believe that we're bankrupt and to a huge extent bankrupt. Amazing. I still, I still find it hard to believe So it sounds like one of the things that's going on with the medical field, and you know I'm not a I'm not a big lover of the medical world. Boy, well, we have a we have a busy day today. I'm not a big lover of the medical world, but it seems that a lot of hospitals made a lot of money diagnosing a certain. C word uh, back a couple years ago, and it sounds like, hmm, doesn't sound like that was too good. I happen to know clients whose parents were isolated in their care home, they couldn't have visitors, they passed away all alone, and I think that's really sad. I believe there was a financial incentive for certain things during that period, and that's not a good way to do business. Hopefully, we've learned our lesson and we won't let that ever happen again. That's, that's how I feel about it. And I'm hoping that we don't ever have to go through that kind of medical... I call it medical dictatorship. And um, the rest of the world had it a lot worse than we did. It's interesting how, as I mentioned, when I I got my law degree back in the year 2000, my favorite course was constitutional law. And it's interesting that just about every rule that was laid down by the dictators, I mean governors, And mayors during 2020 have almost all been ruled unconstitutional, but a year or two later. Funny how that works out. But the fact that we have a constitution in the U.S. makes it a lot better than uh, some of the other countries fared during all that medical turmoil. But looks like most of us survived it. I still have people that tell me that they know someone who died of COVID and I I don't correct them because I'm not a doctor, but I would probably venture to guess they might've died with COVID. And that's as far as I'm gonna go. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Stay tuned to Business Buzz, I'll be right back.
1: Hi, this is Congressman Doug LaMalfa. The price of gas and diesel is crippling budgets of North State families, farms, and small businesses. California's taxes and fees add about $1.12 to the price of every gallon. The Biden administration's policy of canceling the Keystone Pipeline has made problems worse as well as the stoppage of lease sales on federal lands and permits, and enacting even more choking regulations. Result, prices skyrocketing while Biden asked Saudi Arabia for more foreign oil. We will keep working in Congress for common sense solutions to reduce costs and make us energy independent by using the plentiful energy sources available right here in North America. My office exists to serve you. My website is lamalfa.house.gov, or go to my Facebook under Rep Lamalfa for the latest updates, where you can also take my poll on American energy. This is Congressman Doug Lamalfa. Thanks for listening. Paid for by official funds, authorized by the House of Representatives.
2: Bob the Drop here. The other day, I had a close encounter with my friends from Mars. I visited them a few years back, and they discovered the great taste of Mount Shasta spring water. Well, I guess they ran out, so they came back to Earth to get some more. I reminded them it comes from a protected spring at the base of Mount Shasta, and it's bottled at the source. I guess they just didn't get the part about us delivering right to your door. Have your own close encounter by calling 1-800-922-6227 to get some of the best-tasting water in the galaxy. Pure and simple, naturally, the best. Mount Shasta spring water. Water.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn CPA on a fine Chico summer afternoon. Not quite as warm as the last couple of days, so a little nicer. I'm glad you have time to spend part of your day with me. I appreciate that. So businesses are just doing uh, quite a bit better this year than the last year or two, I'm glad to say. Happy to see uh, clients making good money. Of course, when they make good money, they do owe some tax. And my dad used to always tell his well-to-do clients, "Well, think of it as think of it as this way: you have a partner, you pay your partner his share, and you keep you keep the rest." And I try to tell my clients that when they get hit with a tax bill. There's lots of ways to reduce taxes. I've said before, I do think that the new tax law that came in in 2018 is a good thing. Generally, most people have a lower tax total because of that law. Unfortunately, unless that law is specifically extended It will disappear and go back to the old law, I believe in 2026. I'll have to look that up. I know for the planning stages, I have to keep that in mind. We'll see what happens over the next three years. It's interesting that they would do a pretty big law change, probably the biggest one since 1986, which was the huge one. It's either 86 or 87 that was the big change i remember cuz i've been doing taxes since 1980 but it's interesting that a new tax law would expire in a few years if it's not renewed or re-voted on of course like they say in washington you have to vote you have to vote first before you can read it have to vote on it before you read it so it's interesting the way those things go I always thought it'd be fun to be like a representative but then t- the work you're you're representing all these people and you if you do it right you follow you follow what they kind of want you to do but you don't you can't just go by simple majority rule you have to use your judgment and so it's a I could imagine that would be a very very interesting role to play I You know, when I was younger, when I was a kid, I always thought that'd be fun to be an elected official, but I'm not sure I'm cut out for that kind of thing. I'm probably too nice of a guy. I don't think I'd be able to say no to as many people as I would need to say no to. I'm not sure. Uh, Being nice lends itself to certain occupations, certain ways of uh, making a living, certain jobs. I feel like being a nice guy is a good thing for a job like mine where I'm doing a lot of taxes, seeing a lot of people, trying to help them. Uh, that's probably a good job, but I'm not sure being a nice guy is a great advantage for some jobs, which probably would include like being a representative. That would be, be kind of tough. I did have a client who was a state uh, assemblyman. He was only in for one term, and whoever the powers that be, uh, they call it gerrymandering, where they redraw a district, and the way this person was treated, somebody redrew his district, and he lost his reelection. So I believe he had one term. But the interesting thing is if you have one term as a state assemblyman, you get a pension for life. There's a lot of pension money flying around. you got to remember that if printing money, which is what the whole world is doing right now, if printing money solved anything, then we would never have any problems at all because you could just print, 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 and everything would be fine. But what we're finding in this new world order that we're in what we're finding is that all this money printing does have a cost, and we're seeing it now with our $6.50 gasoline. I believe, as of the other day, there was still gas under $6. At, I think Safeway was on the list as the lowest. But let's just call it $6 if you have 20 minutes to wait in line at the lowest-cost gas station. That's the price we're paying for all this money printing. So when you see all your uh, friends that have uh, pensions from the federal government or pensions from the state government, and they're making 60000 a year with their pension, just keep in mind that that's mostly able to be done through money printing. And it turns out that money printing leads to inflation, just like the economists have been saying for probably decades and decades. It's sort of a famous corollary. You print money, you get inflation. They call it too many dollars chasing too few goods. And of course, now we have sanctions against the country with probably the most total resources of any single country. I just saw that they're banning gold coming from Russia. I don't think Russia sold that much gold, but maybe they did. Uh, I know China never lets any gold leave its shores, but maybe Russia was, but they're they're making it to where Russia can't export gold. Uh, I don't know why that, I don't understand the logic of that. The problem is the entire world is printing money to buy this debt that nobody really wants. In other words, if inflation is 8%, which our government says it is, which is probably about half of what it really is, if inflation's 8%, but you invest your money in a treasury bond paying 3%, how does that make sense? You're losing 5% in what they call the real interest rate. It would be the three they're giving you minus the eight that your dollar just went down in value because of inflation. It's a it's just a nonsensical world when this money printing has been going on since 08 or 09. And there's just no end in sight. It's very kind of scary. And hopefully gas prices won't get much higher than this, but they're already hurting people and making people not want to take that. You know, a lot of people are definitely cutting down on how many places they can go and how many trips they can take, because now instead of $50 to fill their tank, it's 100. Uh, that's not fun. I remember when I was young, $100 was a lot of money. You could You could go for a week on that, but not anymore. Well, thanks for listening to Business Buzz. I'll be right back after this break. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Stick around. I'll be back in just a couple of minutes.
2: As long as they're riding high and they have stuff and they're making the money they think they deserve, you think it's okay. As long as that's going on, you feel okay. But you take some of that away. You lose your job. You don't have what you once had. You had to scale down. You have to be different. And now you are insecure. David Hawking reminds us where true security is this week on Hope for Today. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. From the Pacific Justice Institute, this is The Legal Edge, defending your rights as a Christian, a parent, and a citizen. Here's Brad Fakas.
3: After the Oregon governor issued a vaccination mandate, Christian nursing students at Umpka Community College found their track in graduation threatened if they refused to be vaccinated. The students were to either get vaccinated, leave the nursing program, or be expelled and blackballed from attending any nursing program in Oregon, along with forfeiting money used on tuition. Well, PGI's Oregon staff attorney, Ray Hackey, wrote a letter to the college threatening a lawsuit and the school backed down. As a result, the nursing students were able to graduate.
2: PJI provides legal representation without charge. Get exclusive email updates by registering for The Legal Insider at pji.org
1: the only radio station I listen to. I really don't have
3: any desire to listen to anything else.
2: keeps my thoughts on good things, especially with all the garbage that's out there in the world.
3: The positive attitude that it has.
2: Face it, a lot of things are vying for your time, your mind, and your heart, but we as a radio station have a major role in keeping people's minds focused on the important, eternal things. That's why more people listen than ever and why more people like you are giving to the station. And for that, we want to say thanks.
3: It's really spiritually filled me when I needed it.
2: Tell your friends about Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM.
0: Good afternoon, welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Having a very interesting afternoon, hoping to educate, entertain, enlighten. Ooh, that's that's a serious word. I'm not enlightening anyone. I just always want you to think about what you hear is not always the truth. So you need to investigate a little bit If you've been listening to Business Buzz, you know that for the past 35 years, I've been very investigative. I don't believe a word I hear, especially on radio and television, and it doesn't really matter whether I believe it or not. It's just the idea that I don't believe it, and that's all that matters to me. And I think a week or two ago, I had enlightened you on a guy named Bill Benson. And it turns out Bill Benson, I didn't even know all this, he had died on May 5th, 2021. I'm sorry to hear that. He was 94 years old. And I'm just going to go over that again, because this has to do with when we start learning about amendments and the second amendment, and with Roe v. Wade, the 10th amendment, uh, we start learning that, and I, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I have a law degree. I'm not an attorney. I don't play one on television. But everybody should be aware of the rights they have and they should have, and the Bill of Rights is the main thing on that. But the interesting thing is the Sixteenth Amendment was never ratified, and that's where Bill Benson, and he wrote a book called "The Law That Never Was." I'm just revisiting that today because I think it's important. It says the federal government rests the authority to collect income tax on the 16th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. The Federal Income Tax Amendment, which was allegedly ratified in 1913. Quote, The Congress shall have power to lay and collect taxes on incomes from whatever source derived without apportionment among the several states and without regard to any census or remuneration. After an extensive year-long nationwide research project, William J. Benson discovered that the 16th Amendment was not ratified by the requisite three-fourths of the states and that nevertheless Secretary of states, State Philander Knox had fraudulently declared ratification. It was a shocking revelation. It reached deep to the core of our American system of governance. So I'm not going to go on and on about this. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. But I want you to realize that we have a system where every citizen of the United States has to report their income to our government every year. And as a CPA, I help them do that. Of course, I help them pay the lowest legal liability. But it's very upsetting when I'm a CPA helping people file all of their taxes, pay their taxes, pay the penalties, owe the money, set up an installment agreement, blah, 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 blah. It's very upsetting when a professional like me who helps people file their taxes knows based on William Benson that the 16th amendment was never actually ratified. It's still my job to let my clients pay the least least, least lowest legal liability, but it's still very upsetting to know that our entire system is so corrupt that an amendment to the Constitution was falsely ratified in 1913. And I'm not going to go into it anymore. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. There's a book called The Law That Never Was. Just look up Bill Benson, 16th Amendment. He's passed away now. He died over a year ago uh, at age 94. But the point is, is that we are under the thumb of a very, very illegal, dirty, crooked system that has stolen all of our resources, taken all of our tax money, and we are under the thumb of very, very illegal, crooked, unconstitutional laws. That's all I'm going to say. I apologize, but Business Buzz is my one release where I can actually tell people what I think and say the truth. Uh, Half the time when I'm seeing clients, I have to appease them. If I know that they are people who love abortions, who love the right to abortion, and the, the the main thing about Roe v. Wade, and I'm I like I said I I have a law degree I'm not an attorney, but the whole deal with this Roe v. Wade overturning is that it does not make abortion illegal, it just sends it back to the states where the people of the local state decide what they want, and that's the whole idea. It's not that they made abortion illegal. They didn't do that. They just turned it over to the states to decide. And per the Constitution's 10th Amendment, that's the way it works. If it isn't mentioned in the Constitution, then it's up to the states. It's very simple. Not a big deal. In fact, I think I uh, I brought a printout here. Hang on. I think I brought a printout that talks about that. But, you know, the main thing to remember is that this whole overturning of Roe v. Wade does not make it... It doesn't mean it's illegal to have an abortion. It just means that it's up to the states to decide, not the federal government. But what I find shocking is that all these companies who can never give enough pay raises to their employees working working hard are now announcing that they're going to pay travel costs for employees seeking abortions. Says uh, This is from uh, theguardian.com. It says, Many large U.S. corporations have moved swiftly to provide support and financial assistance to employees seeking abortions well number one and this is just a personal opinion this has nothing to do with business but do you really need to make a decision about abortion shouldn't you have decided that before this came up but that's just my opinion financial assistance to employees seeking abortions in states that outlawed the procedure Anyway, I'm not even, this is so stupid, I'm not even going to get into it. All I can say is that this did not outlaw abortions. It just turns it back over to the states. I'm amazed how ignorant most people are to the whole Constitution. The fact that I have a law degree, I obviously had to learn the Constitution, but when I was a child, everybody had to learn civics, and we learned about the three, depart- the three branches of government. We learned about the checks and balances. And we did learn about the Constitution. I'm shocked that the people these days have no clue what the whole Constitution even encompasses. It's amazing to me. And on that note, I will promise you That we will have a more fun segment for. I'll be right back on Business Buzz. This is Harold Littlejohn CPA. Stay tuned. I'll be right back.
1: Hi, this is Congressman Doug LaMalfa. The price of gas and diesel is crippling budgets of North State families, farms, and small businesses. California's taxes and fees add about $1.12 to the price of every gallon. The Biden administration's policy of canceling the Keystone Pipeline has made problems worse, as well as the stoppage of lease sales on federal lands and permits, and enacting even more choking regulations. Result? Prices skyrocketing while Biden asked Saudi Arabia for more foreign oil. We will keep working in Congress for common-sense solutions to reduce costs and make us energy independent by using the plentiful energy sources available right here in North America. My office exists to serve you. My website is lamalfa.house.gov, or go to my Facebook under Rep. Lamalfa for the latest updates. Where you can also take my poll on American energy. This is Congressman Doug Lamalfa. Thanks for listening. Paid for by official funds authorized by the House of Representatives.
2: What's your starting point? This is Ken Ham on a mission to call the church back to God's word and the gospel. This week we're studying the ask method for discerning truth from error. Yesterday we looked at the letter A, does the person making the claim have authority to do so? Today we're looking at the S in ask, starting points. You see, there's ultimately only two starting points for our thinking, God's word or man's word. So we need to discern whether a claim reflects God's wisdom or the world's. It's popular to think that facts speak for themselves, but they don't. They must be interpreted. And that's why your starting point matters so much. That starting point will determine whether someone uses the Bible or human reason to interpret evidence. Get answers to your questions about science and the Bible when you visit us at AnswersRadio.com. Find resources to equip the entire family to think biblically
1: at AnswersRadio.com.
2: Business owners and entrepreneurs, would you like to have $50,000 in corporate credit? How about getting your credit score over 750? For over 40 years, Ray Reynolds has helped customers get millions in credit. By using corporate credit, you can finance a business, buy real estate and stock under a corporation. Take advantage of numerous tax write-offs only available to a corporation. Go to raisewebinar.com now to book a free webinar and get over 50K in corporate credit and get your credit score up to 750. When you attend, ask Ray about the $1,000 cash credit within days. Go to raisewebinar.com. That's RaysWebinar.com.
0: A veteran's hope. Where are you hiding? I search for you in the seconds, the minutes of each and every day. Hear me as I call out to you. Welcome me home. Alone we stood. Divided we fell. No longer. Now we choose to make the
2: connection. Our new mission lies within. Visit MakeTheConnection.net to learn more. One nation under God with liberty and justice for all. Fellow Americans united, we can grow strong to protect the blessings of liberty for ourselves, our children, grandchildren, and their children. Let us read and understand the life, freedom, and property protecting principles of the Constitution and embrace the godly wisdom our founding fathers instilled in our one nation under God. America, bless God.
0: Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'm not going to bore you with any more abortion news. It depresses me too much. I'm going to just keep keep moving forward with some of my favorite topics. I appreciate you spending part of your afternoon listening to me. I know it's not easy to put up with a politicized pundit like I've become. I'm becoming that way. I can no longer tolerate neutrality. I try to be nice, but it's very difficult. Very difficult to be nice anymore. But I'm still a nice guy. But one of my pet peeves is if I take the time to vote and fill out a ballot and, of course, there's no more live election places in Butte County because they all went to mail-in ballots a few years ago. But I did, I do remember dropping it off correctly and legally down at the City Hall drop box. I do get upset when I think that my vote may have been compromised or offset or nullified or whatever you want to call it. Now, there are some people who state that our current president didn't win any of the 50 states. Maybe, in reality, won one out of 50. But there are some people who claim that, in reality, he probably didn't win one state. Uh, that's a pretty bold statement. I'm, I don't claim to know everything. Uh, don't hate me for going against your uh, favorite president, but... I'm not impressed Uh, I'm not happy with seven dollar gasoline I think the fact that diesel gas for truck drivers is over seven dollars is probably going to go to ten or twelve dollars I think it's going to kill our economy so don't uh, shoot me just because I'm not happy about that I don't enjoy filling up my tank and spending a hundred dollars how how about you so I did print an article from the California Globe, and it says, this is from November 6th. Ooh, this is only two weeks after the, quote, election, unquote. November 16th, 2020. It says, how many California counties use glitchy Dominion voting systems? I've mentioned uh, my favorite voting machine company. Sometimes I don't say the word, but if they want to sue me, I'll be happy to go to court and defend myself. It's called Dominion, and it says, this article says across the country, recounts and legal challenges to vote results from November 3rd are taking place in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, and Arizona. At issue in several states is the glitchy computer program in Michigan, which turned 6,000 Trump votes into Biden votes in just one county and was discovered in use in 47 Michigan counties. Well, I'm not even gonna go into this article because this article is a year and a half old. We've all heard the same things. You either love me or hate me. You either agree or disagree with me. Doesn't matter to me, I could care less. All I'm saying is that if I go and vote, which is one of the key rights of a US citizen, and if i think my vote got reversed by a freaking computer that is that is very upsetting so i'll just say that's upsetting so i would like to at least allow i'm not saying it happened i'm saying i would at least i would like to allow somebody to double check whether that did happen or not that's all i'm going to say so i am done discussing elections the only reason I'm gonna vote in the future is so that the cheaters can't the cheaters can't overcome an eighty percent landslide anymore. Uh, that's the only reason I would vote. Because I don't trust I don't trust the system at all, but if the cheaters are gonna cheat, I want every vote at least to be proven to be real. That's all. All I'm asking is make the votes real. So I'm down to about eight or nine minutes of show left. This is Harold Littlejohn CPA doing my best to entertain you on Business Buzz. I appreciate you spending part of your day listening to my show. But now I'm going to get into what I like. Since this is, this is on my dime, it's not free to be on the radio. And I don't hit clients up to advertise here, so... Trust me, it's not free to be on the radio. So I will promote what I wanna talk about and my favorite book, I've got it right in front of me. It's called A Course in Miracles. And this is actually lesson 53 in the workbook. And it's a review. So everybody needs to get involved with the review. So here comes the review. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. Since the thoughts of which I am aware do not mean anything, the world that pictures them can have no meaning. What is producing this world is insane, and so is what it produces. Reality is not insane, and I have real thoughts as well as insane ones. I can therefore see a real world if I look to my real thoughts as my guide for seeing. Now, before I go on, I'm just going to tell you that this course is the hardest course this is much harder than any CPA exam course, any accounting course, any law course, any constitutional law course, even though I do enjoy reading about, and we'll get into the Second Amendment maybe next week. But this course here, the Course in Miracles, is the toughest course ever invented because it makes you think completely sideways from the way you used to think and I love that because it challenges me because overall my life I'm fine with what I've done over my life but intellectually I'm completely bored I meet very few people who challenge me intellectually and I meet very few people smart enough to even bring these things up so What I'm saying is that this course challenges me to the extent that that's why I think I love this course. And I'm hoping to introduce somebody to it, like you maybe, who is interested in it. So I'm going to keep reading. I am upset because I see a meaningless world. Insane thoughts are upsetting. They produce a world in which there is no order anywhere. Only chaos rules a world that represents chaotic thinking, and chaos has no laws. I cannot live in peace in such a world. I am grateful that this world is not real, and that I need not see it at all unless I choose to value it, and I do not choose to value what is totally insane and has no meaning." A meaningless world engenders fear. The totally insane engenders fear because it is completely undependable and offers no grounds for trust. Nothing in madness is dependable. It holds out no safety and no hope. But such a world is not real. I have given it the illusion of reality and have suffered from my belief in it. Now I choose to withdraw this belief and place my trust in reality. In choosing this, I will escape all the effects of the world of fear because I am acknowledging that it does not exist. Now, What could be better than realizing that this world does not exist? Honestly, to me that's like, that's like the ultimate high. If you can convince yourself while reading the Course that this world does not exist, what could be better than that? Honestly, that's the way I feel. God did not create a meaningless world. How can a meaningless world exist if God did not create it? He is the source of all meaning And everything that is real is in his mind. It is in my mind too because he created it with me. Why should I continue to suffer from the effects of my own insane thoughts when the perfection of creation is my home? Let me remember the power of my decision and recognize where I really abide. My thoughts are images that I have made. Whatever I see reflects my thoughts. It is my thoughts that tell me where I am and what I am. The fact that I see a world in which there is suffering and loss and death shows me that I am seeing only the representation of my insane thoughts and am not allowing my real thoughts to cast their beneficent light on what I see. Yet God's way is sure. The images I have made cannot prevail against him because it is not my will that they do so. My will is his, and I will place no other gods before him. Oh, I got two minutes left. Here we go. Lucky you. I have no neutral thoughts. Neutral thoughts are impossible because all thoughts have power. They will either make a false world or lead me to the real one. But thoughts cannot be without effects. As the world I see arises from my thinking errors, so will the real world rise before my eyes as I let my errors be corrected. My thoughts cannot be neither true nor false. They must be one or the other. What I see shows me which they are. I see no neutral things. What I see witnesses to what I think. If I did not think, I would not exist, because life is thought. Let me look on the world I see as the representation of my own state of mind. I know that my state of mind can change, and so I also know the world I see can change as well. I got time for one more. I am not alone in experiencing the effects of my seeing. If I have no private thoughts, I cannot see a private world. Even the mad idea of separation had to be shared before it could form the basis of the world I see. Yet that sharing was a sharing of nothing. I can also call upon my real thoughts which share everything with everyone. As my thoughts of separation called to the separation thoughts of others, so my real thoughts awaken the real thoughts in them. And the world my real thoughts show me will dawn on their sight as well as mine. Wow. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. I'm Harold Littlejohn CPA thank you for listening to Business Buzz. I hope you can figure out what I just read because I'm totally lost and shocked. I will talk to you next time. Thank you very much for listening.
2: Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts with John Stephenson. John understands the importance of being prepared. Through rain, rocks, and snow, he has seen it all and survived. He has seen major disasters like Mount St. Helens and how vehicles were stopped in the street from the volcanic ash, earthquakes too, including the Loma Prieta earthquake, which felt like it wouldn't stop shaking. People were without electricity and could not hardly buy groceries or gasoline. The homeless lit bonfires in the streets. The Bay Bridge and other freeways were broken. God only knows what will be next.
3: Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts by John Stephenson. We invite Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to guide us as we examine how our preparations can be used to preserve the life of ourselves, our family, and others. Science and technology are progressing very rapidly. We really do not know in what direction our lifestyles will move into. There are scientists and futurists who propose our future will be better and better and some others who advocate the principle that we must live simply and to do that we will not negatively impact our Earth. It's a contrast. Anyway... Certain futurists are saying, in just a few decades, technology and science will allow us to replace every one of our body parts and transfer our thoughts and memories into a synthetic computer brain memory. Well, in contrast to that, there are those who say our lifestyle must not impact our air and our water, so we must live in harmony with the earth, which strongly implies that automobiles, and fossil fuels will not be allowed, and that we must grow our own food, each one of us. Well, this is quite a contrast. Yeah, both sides are serious about what they think our future should hold. As an example, we can look at those who want to contain and control humanity in accordance with the principle of of containing and controlling there's some very large carved stones in Georgia called the Georgia Guidestones. Some are calling these the occult New World Order response to the Ten Commandments. And if you have an interest in them, you can look them up. I don't want to promote these ideas. I just want to point out that there is an established force out there which opposes Christianity and wants the people to live in a certain way, and that is control in one way or another. One idea in these Georgia Guidestones is that the world population is to be maintained at the level of 500 million. Huh. Well, that's one of their commandment points. And if that were to be, well, a whole lot of Earth's population would have to die unimaginable. Now, every person can think of these things and find an answer for themselves and how to consider what this all means. But I do want you to also consider that there is an enemy of your heart and your mind and your body, and this enemy is embodied in, in Satan. That's what Satan, he is our enemy enemy of mankind, and in whom this embodiment is so great that once you realize this kind of evil, why, I think it will drive you to God. Because God is good. God is love. And that is really what we want to have in our life. So I just want to remind you to seek the God of the Bible with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your soul. And as always, I remind you that here on episode 29 that I want you to start your preparations now before there is an urgent need and what you want is hard to find. Remember to give thanks to God for the blessings that you do have.
2: Your letters with questions or donations are important. John Stephenson, P.O. Box 7222, Chico, California, 95927. Email prepareforgod at usa.com. Thank you for listening to Preparedness Thoughts on KKXX.
1: Oh, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art.